What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Cold Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rock for Rock and Metal Thrive. It's another great Thursday. It is August 12th, and after my grandpa's 93rd birthday, happy birthday, grandpa. I know you're not listening to this because you're not online, but we've got a great episode for you today with another returning guest. But before we jump into that, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, concerts are back, live shows are back. I'm back in my offense. I am going absolutely crazy, but I got to make as many shows as possible. I got to make sure my body's in shape so that I don't tap out halfway through these cons, halfway through these festivals. So I got to get in the gym. I got to make sure I'm in shape. And how do I make sure I'm uh, going good with like different vitamins, supplements, making sure that I'm hitting my fitness goals? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes with different proteins, PCLA recoveries, pre-workouts, anything for pre, post, during, <clears throat> multivitamins, whatever you need, they got it. Our listeners get 15, count it, 15 15% off your entire order when you Use the discount code MSOTD at checkout. Link is in the description of the podcast or via YouTube, the video below. So check that out. And now to our feature presentation, because I had Daisy from the band The Dead Deads on earlier in 2021. And The Dead Deads are coming out with a brand new album called Tell Your Girls It's All Right on August 20th, 2021. And when I heard about it and had the chance to interview someone from the band about it, I'm like, can we please make it Daisy? Because I have so much fun talking with Daisy. And unfortunately, I was not able to complete the song that I was supposed to complete by this time. But you know what? There's Kevin's Crappy Flute Series. And I know she enjoys those. They're always hilarious. But we talk about a lot of stuff in regards to Tell Your Girls It's Alright in terms of their song's first tooth and their song Murder Battle 2 featuring Corey Taylor. So it's a great episode. It's incredible. It is nuts. You're going to want to watch this, but enough with me talking about it. Let's go watch it. Are you ready? And listen, let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. The last time I had this band, and specifically this person on the podcast, we had an absolute blast, and it was even given a challenge to me where I was supposed to write my own song. I told her I was just stuck on the blah going into the breakdown, but that's pretty much it. And this person and her band have a brand new album called Tell Your Girls It's Alright coming out on August 20th. So make sure you go check that out. Please welcome back to the show, Daisy from the Dead Dead. So Daisy, welcome back. Hello, it's good to be back. Good to see you again. It's good to have you back as well. And like I said before we started this, unfortunately, I could not find the marker to match you with the X's over the eyes. <laughs> but that just means like by the time I get to do this, like either a third time or actually get to see you perform live, Again, I got to go with like super duper thick X's to make it look like, you know, I died in a cartoon. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, who the heck is this guy with like super duper mass X's? Oh, I know who that is. Just me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but outside that, how's everything been going since the last time we talked, especially with you guys ramping up to bring out this brand new album? It's been going great. Um, yeah, like we've. We just put out a new video for um, our new song, First Tooth, and really excited about that. It was a lot of fun um, filming that, and um, it's it's very fashion-y as far as just there's a lot of clothes and hair and, and looks and things, and that, that, that was just fun. So, yeah. And otherwise, I've been getting back to the gym. I think it's been a month, um, and I'm feeling great. I'm glad I'm doing it. I hate going to the gym, but... I always am glad that I did it. So if you got to do just like kind of similar to what I always say, like how I end up doing it is I'll go there and I'll do just a bunch of stuff, but it's never to just like, oh, I got to be fit, got to be like this. It's I always use that time to just clear my mind of everything else that's going on so yeah. that it's like I want to go there because then I can be having just a horrible day, just everything is going wrong. But then that is just like my own time and all the yeah. crap of the world just seems to go away. It does. It is. Safe space for sure. <laughs> well, especially I mostly when I'm saying going to the gym, I'm mostly just doing yoga, um, which is challenging. I don't know if you've done if you've taken a yoga class before or what your journey on that is, but it it feels hard for me anyway. And um, yeah, that's where you, you leave everything outside the room, and you're just it's only you and the mat. <laughs> oh, I know. I've I've done it a couple of times because my best friend always wanted me to do it with him. Like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Why not? But there are certain things where it's like I can't believe you can actually do this position for yoga. But then there's things of how the hell are you messing this up so bad? Because 
It just depends on the type of stretch it is. Like there's some that I'm like, okay, I got this. Like I stretch out like this all the time. Then there's some where I'm like, I am, I I'm lost. Like I'm, I'm stuck basically. So I, I will, I'll have this trouble getting up. Like, okay, can someone help me like reposition myself so I can actually, you know, stand up normally. Otherwise I'm be stuck here all day. Yeah. There, there's totally some things actually. Um, one of my instructors really struggles in, with a particular thing. And I, I don't think it's hard at all. Like it's not, I don't feel it. It's just like, you just do it. It's not hard. And then other things I'm like, never, I'm never going to be able to do that. Like that's never happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. Everybody's unique and you don't even realize like, oh, you're super flexible this one weird way. <laughs> and it's not a big deal. So that's kind of a fun part of doing yoga too. That's what it means. Like anything that deals with, like when we're doing anything that like deals specifically with like leg flexibility, I'm like, okay, I got this. We're good. Except for it's like, okay, you got to make sure your legs are like spread out really wide. I'm like, okay, this is where we're going to have to stop right here or anything. But then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we got to twist your back this way. I'm just like, yeah, this is not going to really happen. <laughs> well, that's good that you're not pushing it. That's, that's one of the keys is to, if you can't do it, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Well, it's just, I, I'll, we get in competitions too. We're just like, okay, like we'll always want to see who can do it the best. Cause that's just me and my best friend. We're competitive, like crazy, but mm-hmm. I'm always thinking like, okay, if I try and like out, like stretch him on this one, yeah, I might actually do it, but then I'm not able to do anything for the next like two weeks because I'm going to pull a muscle so bad that oh. walking on a treadmill is going to just seem like the worst idea. Not worth it. Yeah, totally. Have you ever, one thing I've only taken two so far, but have you ever taken a bar class? Do you know about that? No, I do not. A-R-R-E. And it's like, it's based on ballet stuff. <laughs> and it was, I was like, I'm on a roll. And it just, it was on, or they were doing the class at the time I wanted to go. And I was like, all right, we'll try that. And that will kick your butt. <laughs> that That's a hard one if you ever want to just drop into a class. I'm going to have to, it all depends upon time. Cause usually when I go to the gym, it's like, I, by the time I'm leaving, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I've got stuff I still got to do, but if I ever yeah. see, and I have time, I'm like, you know, let's just go give it a shot and see what happens. And next thing you know, I'm going to be like dragging myself out of there. It's like, I couldn't, what's going on. Try holding those poses, man. It's not easy. Not easy. <laughs> no, but it's, it's kind of fun going through that process. And even as, as, as painful as soreness is, it's, it's also like a badge of honor kind of or whatever. You're like, oh, but I did good, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because I uh, recently in, over the summer, earlier in the summer, I was up north in northern Wisconsin. It's like, okay, you know, what am I going to do up there besides run? I'm like, okay, let's run nine miles today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again the next day. And by that third, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I might have to actually stop because if I keep going, my legs are probably just going to end up falling off at some point. But then I just like, I, I told myself that in five minutes later, I've got my shoes on. I'm stretching. I'm like, why am I already doing this? I'm like, do I just hate myself? No, no, nah, I'm just going to have fun. Plus it was actually kind of nice in the mornings. It was like 45 degrees outside. I'm like, oh, it's better than like what it is like right now outside my apartment is, which is like 95 and humid. Yeah. It's that's worse than it is here today. I think. The wild and wacky weather of the United States of America. I, I I don't get it. And why? And I think tomorrow it's supposed to be like a high of sixty-eight degrees, maybe. So goodness, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> keep all of our clothes out. <laughs> keep your uh, sweaters, tops. I'm 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 just ready for anything at this point. Honestly, it's it's wacky, but we'll see we'll see what happens. Especially now, you know, it's July 2021. Well, we're shooting this, but it'll be August probably when this comes out, though, closer to the album release date, so that everyone can get all hyped up for it. But you know, concerts are all the way back, ready, going again. People are going outside and hanging out at live shows. And I'm like, you know what? I just hope at those outside festivals and whatnot, I'm just hoping that it's not 95 and humid. Uh, I bet. Isn't Rockfest like this weekend or something? Um, from the, when we're shooting this, it will be the following week and I will be there for all four days. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, that looks really good. It's been exciting seeing those bills. Like when they started posting them, you're the, yeah. Um, and now they're starting to happen. <laughs> so. by, the, by the time the summer ends and we get into like, you know, September, get into the fall, my body might be completely just dead at that point. Cause it's like, okay, first weekend, all right, concert, concert, festival, more concerts, more concerts, more concerts, another festival, go to Blue Ridge, come back. And then it's like, okay, come back. I get to rest for like two days. Then I have to go up to Green Bay because my friend's like, hey, can I come with you to this one show I just saw? I'm like, okay, what show is it? She shows me. I'm not going to miss it. It was Ice Nine Kills. I'm like, I, I got to go to this. And I'm going to go see him again a couple nights later in Madison. It's like, okay, let's just pack it all in because we missed out on 2020. I'm not missing out this year. 
Yeah. Imagine, did you just suggest that you might get tired? <laughs> you seem like you've got like all the energy and that a human could possibly have. <laughs> well, I might get, you never know. I might have deal with some pit injuries. You, you never know what might happen. But I yeah. mean, from like when we're yeah. recording this, like, even though we're recording this like more like afternoonish, I've been up since four thirty in the morning just to make sure like I could get all my stuff in for work and then gym before I recorded this. So how I'm still just this like full ball of energy is actually normal, but how I do it, I still don't know. It's inspiring, and actually, that's part. This is we were just talking about fitness. That was really part of what like drove me. I'm like, okay, everything's opening up, and I do want to go do things and stay alive. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to build my energy because I was. I mean, I'm naturally pretty lazy and like a couch potato, but uh, yeah, I was extra that over quarantine, of course. So <sighs> yeah, so hey, I'm get, getting my energy back. And none of that, but build it up so that when live, when you guys get back out on stage as well with the dead deads, then exactly. you can go full on, full force, full ball yeah. energy every single night. You're not having to worry about just, you know, burning out halfway through the uh, tour. Yeah. So that's part of my motivation. <laughs> It's a, it's a good motivation. And again, especially with Tell Your Girls, it's all right coming out on August 20th, 2021. There's there's the plug for that. Order and, now. <laughs> oh, we oh definitely pre-order it. Um, If you can order it, if there's CD, if there's going to be vinyls on it, make sure you go order that as well. Because at the recording this, there are, I believe there are currently two singles that are out on it with Murder Ballad 2 and then First Tooth. And I'm not going to was First Tooth because I was like, okay, I want to make sure I listen to the song, would understand the video and everything. Before we jumped on this podcast, I was probably listening and watching that video for about maybe an hour and 15 minutes straight. Like, okay, I want to hear the song. I want to get behind it. Well, because okay. after after one watch, watch through that video, I'm like, I'm, I got to keep watching this thing. There's too much here that I can just, I can't, I can't get it, take it all in in one go. Yeah. I remember you're very analytical and it's, it's really interesting. So let's talk about it. I'm curious. Well, I got to ask first off, especially specifically with the music video. What was the idea behind like it, just everything behind it? It was just one of the wackiest things I've ever seen in terms of, I don't know what the heck was going on. I was <laughs> trying to figure out every little aspect of it. I'm like, okay, why does it seem like everyone's kind of in like, especially with you and the other two women in the band, the wackiest getups I potentially have seen in a long time. Like yeah. what was the idea behind this? We just wanted to be just as, you know, I don't know if fancy is the right word, but just all the clothes, just all the stuff. We just wanted it to be very luscious, uh, and, in that way. And, and, and so we, we got a stylist, um, Natasha and she knocked it out of the park. We brought some of our own stuff and I curled my own hair, but like, yeah, she really helped get some, some crazy looks for us. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I was kind of looking and thinking if you put this video, if like, it was kind of like if the 1960s kept going into today, I'm thinking like this is kind of the perfect video with the overall aesthetic where it kind of has this like more random hippie vibe, but it's also got more of this hard rock base behind it at the same time. Yeah. There, like there's so much going on here where you've got to just watch it, and especially when all of a sudden I think at the beginning of the video when you first appear and you walk out of the Airstream trailer, I'm just thinking and the, I'm like, what could be more 1960s hippie than this? <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of it was also inspired like that was our thought process but then we found the location and it had the airstream in the back and um, we had a friend with a car and just the house itself is so pimped out it's insane um and yeah just all the velvet and mirrors and just stuff in there and and that was we were very inspired by that <laughs> well i mean we just, it makes a lot of sense use what you have at your disposal what's that i'll say it makes a lot of sense use what you have at your disposal and then just make the best music video off it as possible yeah that's that was what we did. I, I just, we had a great time. And now when it comes to the song itself, the one thing I really have to ask is because it was the one thing that stuck out to me the most was it sounded like you guys brought in some like brass instrumental, some horns in there as well. Mm -hmm. And before I get into my thoughts and I got to ask, what was the idea behind bringing in those, especially the way that it was brought in? Well, um, on a different song, we, we talked about incorporating brass because I play trumpet. Um, and so and we weren't exactly like, oh, we're going to write this for the record. We were just writing songs because we like to do that. So it was like, how do we do one with the trumpet? Um, and so we did that and kind of fleshed it out and everything. And um, and then it just kind of was like, well, we should have it on some other ones, but not necessarily a single trumpet like me. And so our producer, Matt Mahaffey, he 
did his magic and, and put it on there. And it's just got like kind of that funky groovy. It just fit. It, it just felt right. Yeah. And see, that's where I was going to go with it because it seems like anytime within the rock and metal arena, whenever I hear a trumpet come in, my first thought always goes to ska music, mm-hmm. no matter what, because you always get the brass section in there and it's always loud, lively and full of life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm used to. I'm like, but this song, when it came to first youth, that wasn't what was going to be necessary on this song. You didn't need anything from the, like a, like a trumpet that was going to overpower it. You need to be acting as a compliment. You needed to really just draw more of the, the drive of the song, kind of add a little bit more funk to it than it initially had just to really bring out that aesthetic and the way that it was used specifically with the tone and the fact that the volume was a little bit further drawn back. So it wasn't overpowering the rest of the instrumentals or, overpowering the vocals it just took and made this much more fantastic in my mind it just really put it out there to honestly be like this part of the song where when people listen to it if there's gonna be like a hook in there it's not only gonna be the chorus but it's gonna be when that trumpet comes in as well it just really sticks out as that kind of that like signature moment of the song mm-hmm yeah, like when, well, so we were doing some just like rough demos or whatever with Matt. He immediately, he was, he was just already seeing and hearing it. And once he put it on there, we could hear it too. I was like, of course. Yeah, it just made complete sense. No, it, it absolutely did. So shout out to Matt for making that happen because yeah. I have to say, sir, very, very smart move. <laughs> maybe, maybe on the rest of the uh, 16 track run through when this album fully comes out, maybe we'll get one or two more trumps in there. Again. I'm just speculating at this point because I have only heard the first two singles off of it. So there's I'm, at least one more. Okay. Now I'll say this. Don't tell me which one it is because I want to make it a surprise. Okay. <laughs> Mostly because I want other people to listen and be like, okay, which one's the trumpet going through? I'm like, and I'm just going to tell you, start from the top of the album, work yourself all the way down because if it's going to be at the bottom of the album, I don't know where it is, but if it's at the bottom, then you get to enjoy the rest of it. And if it's at the, towards the front of the album, then still enjoy the rest of it. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just realized I've got my Rumble Records t-shirt on. That's what the, so before I forget. (laughs) Oh, well, perfect little little plug for Rumble Records right there. The other thing that really stood out to me from First Tooth was, it was how the vocals, especially the vocal pattern, and how the bass guitar specifically from you, how they were in sync specifically in the verses. Because that chorus, it does have a much more hook, you're a little bit more kind of, grander tone to it overall but in the verse is just kind of how the vocals were built and how the bass really followed along suit with it i'm just kind of getting this feeling just kind of like you kind of just vibe into it already and you're kind of opening yourself up to more of this like little bit of funk infused with this hard rock kind of style that you bring into the whole entire foray and then you get to the chorus it really flows in to make a lot of sense. And then, of course, then you get bringing the trumpet in there at the same time. It was just like, okay, here we go. It really kind of added to that feeling of it can have a little bit of a funk to it. And it allows that trumpet to stand out even more because you're already in the mindset to potentially expect something like that. Yep. Cool. Yeah, that's she. And yeah, uh, Amanda, she, oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember as we were writing it, like, I think it was just, Again, just me being like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's very simple. Um, and then she just started kind of layering some some vocals on it together. And yeah. <laughs> but so, I'll say, but sometimes the simplest things can be the smartest things to go with. Because sometimes we, if when it comes to anything, when it comes to writing music, when it comes to if you're still in college writing term papers, if you're in, in any kind of project. When sometimes you try and put so much into it, you probably try and put so much detail into it. Certain things get mixed up. Certain things get lost when you keep it simple at times. Will it be the, you know, the craziest thing in the world? Probably not the craziest thing in the world, but it could be the best thing in the world because it takes the functionality of what you're trying to achieve and hits it to perfection. allows everything else around it to really basically soar. Exactly. Yeah. Gives a good foundation. (laughs) absolutely does but then there is another song that you guys have out as a single with murder ballad number two featuring none other than Corey taylor which you know i have to ask this question how did the three of you get Corey taylor on this song we asked him <laughs> <laughs> well is, is there any more than you just asked him because i mean it feels like there's like a, might be a little bit more of this story here but if it's just you asked him and he said yes that is just freaking awesome 
simple. It is that simple, but also um, we, we had, we, we toured with Stone Sour a couple years ago um, and we had actually played with them on a one-off um, up in New York a year before that, I think, and had been in touch with him over the years and stuff. And so actually how he learned about us was is through Twitter one of the maggot army mm-hmm. or the, one of the maggots <laughs> um, was like, Hey, you should check out the dead deads. And, and he freaking did. And then he's just immediately started tweeting. Like, I love this. I love that or whatever. Murder Ballad was his favorite song on the record that we had out at the time. Um, and so we incorporated that in our set list whenever uh, we went on tour with them. And so when we were putting together this record, um, one of the things we were doing is kind of going back to old records and, and maybe pulling out themes or maybe little Easter eggs here and there. And we decided to write another murder ballad because there was murder ballad one on the, for your obliteration. And so we're like, we'll do a second murder ballad. Um, and since that was Corey's favorite song, the first one, um, Meta asked if, if he would like to help write and co-write, um, you know, the second one. And he did. <laughs> and then as far as him being in the video, same thing. It was like no promises and he's very busy and he's not obligated at all. Um, uh, and, but then he said, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm very appreciative. It's been very cool. So that's not the first time I've ever heard of Corey Taylor doing something like that. I heard a story very similar to what Ronnie Racky said on the song drugs. Cause when they did the music video he's like yeah I, I told him that we were shooting the music video i just didn't know if he was ever going to come out all of a sudden they started shooting and he's just on the sound stage for the whole day and it's just like i i was not expecting this but i'm gonna take full advantage of this so it's kind of like if you're con- if you somehow connect with Corey taylor it's like if you take a shot if you take a shot at something with like hey you want to potentially co-write a song you want to be on this song, you want to be featured on it, you want to be in the video you never know what might happen it might be a no it might be a yes depending upon his schedule but it yeah. seems like there's a greater chance than almost anybody else out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and, it, you know, it, it doesn't hurt like with anything, like it, you, all they can say is no. I mean, as long as you're not being rude, like you're, you're not going to make them mad, you know? So just ask. <laughs> yeah. Just ask if the answer is no, it's like, well, okay. Thank you. know, thank you for sure. looking at the message. Thank you for, thank you for taking your time. And, uh, We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you later. And then you finish mm-hmm. the song and it's like, okay, here's this. It's like with Corey, it's like, Hey, here's the song, but he's on this song. So totally understandable. It's like, okay, now I, I mean, of course, I think a lot of people initially that aren't aware of the dead Deads are first going to take a look at murder ballad too, because when you see with Corey Taylor on there, there's automatically going to be a draw to that. Not saying that the rest of the songs don't like have the same kind of quality or hype behind it, but it's just, I know the ID mindset behind fans when they see the name Corey Taylor, it's going to be like, Holy I'll shit. get a zero win on this thing. Yeah, no. And he's incredible. His voice. I mean, he's, he's really talented in so many different ways, but also, yeah, just, it, and that was another step. It was like, he helped co-write the song. And then it was like, do you want to sing on it? Yes. You know, cause we could have just done it. Um, I mean, it was, it ended up being written as a duet. So maybe, I don't know if I can, I certainly couldn't be the Corey Taylor um to to meta dead but yeah he didn't have to sing on it but he did yeah the one thing i really took from merval because i I went full on like i did the full-on analytical thing on this one like my notes list is sitting right here next to me and the one thing i remember specifically about this was because you know it's called murder ballad i'm expecting some sort of kind of ballad sound just right off the bat from it as well and especially right when you hear the intro, because it came in with this, what I kind of characterize as heavy Western rock ballad, because it takes the acoustic electric guitars layering within each other over a more melodic drum part. I'm like, this Western feel really brings in the emotion of death in a way. So like with the name ballad in a way, it's like you're already getting that feeling right away real quick. And it's all kind of based on like Western tone to it. I don't know exactly how to describe it. Like that's the best way I can describe it. I'm always thinking about, you know, old West movies whenever people die or anything like that. Like it had this certain kind of like rock ballad with a Western vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. The chord progression is kind of, it's tricky. It's very simple also, but it's, it's tricky it, or it's like kind of unexpected. It is unexpected, but again, it's like, even if it's simple, but tricky, you know, Sometimes, again, like we said earlier, sometimes the simplest things are the things that are the best for that that specific instance, that specific part of the song for that specific time. 
because even mm-hmm. as you know you get into the verse you continue on you get more of that deeper western rock ballad feel with a little bit of slower backing drums more prominence on the acoustic guitar of the electric behind the back and i'm like you're still getting this western feel to it because it relates more to the concept of death kind of like you're being left alone in the desert at some point you're just mm-hmm. kind of left out there you know barren wasteland nothing around you but keeping that little bit of electric guitar in there to accent the acoustic really creates this heavier feel behind the belt. So you're really feeling the heavier emotion of the song through the inclusion of that electric guitar kind of as the accent to the acoustic. And I was really digging it at this point. I'm just thinking the way this is constructed to really bring out the full entire emotion of Murder Ballad 2 just through the instrumentals, through the intro and the verses, you're really building up that feel going forward. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I love, and especially because the, the end has like a crazy buildup uh, between the two. That's like, ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, then it gets in your face. You're just like, whoa, 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 what, what, what the heck was that? And then you kind of just go back down. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. It was fun making that video, too. It's always fun getting together with the girls, <laughs> no matter what. So. <laughs> I feel like there's going to, no matter any time that the three of you get together, there's going to, there's bound to be some like random wacky stories of all of a sudden, you know, potentially some little pranks happening here and there. You never know what might happen. I've, I've heard, I, again, I've heard a lot of bands when it comes to just like different music videos and whenever they get together, something wacky always happens. And for some reason, someone usually gets set on fire at some point. <laughs> I don't think we had that happen, but yeah, <laughs> we, we have fun together. At least you didn't set someone on fire because otherwise that would be a little bit of a hot situation. <laughs> but i'm pumped <laughs> thank you thank you i need that little bit in there but back into murder too because as we continue on with it like you got to the chorus because you had that slower backing of the drum to continue but the cymbals had a little bit more of a prominence behind there as the electric the electric string instruments and the acoustics really work to give off more of that full feel to that western rock ballad it ends up bringing that concept of death to the forefront of the song. So we're getting this grander concept now of death. And you really get to take your own interpretation of death and how you feel about it into the song right then and here. Because it opens everything up. It really gives this more blank slate to the emotion. And it allows you to really take it in and really confront this idea of death. This idea of just kind of, again, like we said, like with that restaurant outfield being left alone in the desert kind of did that. It really lets you open up and really take it in, in terms of what is your desert and why were you left to die there and how can you get out kind of thing. But it really allows you to like confront what is going on and the impending doom that might happen if you're not able to get yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned the drums. So queen, she's really good at, at interpreting things like that too. She's very tasty. <laughs> in yeah, that way. It's not the, again, it's not the biggest, grandest, crazy thing in the world, but it's just with McQueen going with that more simplistic style and not really adding a lot to it. Again, think about like walking through the desert. It's barren. There's really nothing there. You don't necessarily hear anything, but you feel this like slow kind of pounding of this potential coming of death that's right around the corner at any given moment. So keeping the drums having more of this simplistic, maybe a little bit more of this slower backing behind them. Mm-hmm. it feels like that's kind of just creeping up on you in a way it's not it's not there yet but it's slowly getting there it's slowly coming it's gonna happen but you don't know when but you the only thing you know about it is it's gonna be soon <laughs> so watch out man i'm really just going ham on this song just going through it every step of the way because then you i think we had another verse in course and you got to the bridge because when you get to the bridge we're letting with this more heavy electric guitar and pounding bass drum that is really kept up through the first half of the bridge until the acoustic comes in the second half to give the instrumentals more of this full second half of the bridge. And I'm not going to lie. I really like the idea, but the one thing I kind of thought would have been a little bit more interesting was kind of kept the heavier guitar and drums going, but put the bass drum on like one and like, instead of just going like one on be like one, two, three, four, instead of adding the acoustic in the second half, start speeding up, like a one and two and three and four. And just to build it up. Cause I thought it would give it a heavier feel that more full sound would have kept that part in there, but I thought it would have really contrasted well where you went into the outro. However, keeping the acoustic guitar in the second half of that, it gave that nice transition into the outro. It all depends upon how stark you wanted that contrast. Both I thought would have worked out well, but in my mind, like I kind of would have liked to see that like grander contrast. But then again, it all depends upon personal taste at that point. We can do that live. We can ha- have the audience do that bit. <laughs> yeah. 
and just like certainly start building up like one, two, three, four, then start going. <laughs> and then you get into the outro because you bring in that lighter sound with the mix of the electric guitars and the drums. Focus more on the cymbals at that point and the acoustics, especially when the guitars, really fills out the rest of the song at this point. And we do get the full feel of the building Western rock ballad here. So the payoff at the end of the song instrumentally to bring the emotion of death and murder of something holding you back potentially as a good thing, as a way to like let it go and move on. Like I don't know how to describe it, but... The way that it ended with a little bit more of a lighter sound, kind of like, kind of like it's whatever's holding you back, kind of realize, or whatever's holding you back, kind of kill you yourself, or whatever kind of that murder thing is, death kind of impending. You kind of figure out a way to kind of circumvent it, found a way to get out of it, and found a way to get out of that situation. <laughs> but you just found the concept and found the idea. You haven't actually done it. Well, I guess one way to escape death is by becoming a ghost. Like you die, your body dies, but then you get to keep going, I guess. Well, then if I'm going to become a ghost, I'm, I got some people I got to haunt. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's there's going to be some music venue that's going to end up holding my ghost because, well, I'm going to be the ghost in the mosh pit. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, that's a good goal. All right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All righty. So um, next time I get, if, if that happens, first show I'm going to see as a ghost is probably like motionless and white because that just sounds like a really fun time to be as a ghost. Yeah. If you were good for, if that, if that were your situation, you could go to like so many shows. Cause you can, I, I think that if you're a ghost, then you can also, uh, what transport just anywhere, anytime. Maybe, maybe. So so yeah, or and in time, can you go back in time as a ghost? See, I don't think so because if you were a ghost to go back in time, then you'd go back to like you go back to a point where you were alive. And uh, I'm pretty sure that you know if I've learned anything from movies like Back to the Future, if you have any sort of influence, you could really mess up the space time continuum, create a major paradox. You know, one of those things where the universe collapsed on itself. And hopefully, <laughs> if that happens, it's only localized to our galaxy. Yeah, I also watched Back to the Future Part 2, I think it was like a week ago, so somehow I'm reciting this like rather well. <laughs> but yeah, that would be a good superpower to have, either whether it's from being a ghost or something else, to just transport yourself anywhere. You'd be at all, I would be at a lot of shows, you'd be like at all of the shows I met. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, a show ended like here in Wisconsin, alrighty, ooh, there's a, ooh, let's like, uh, let's see, oh, uh. Australia. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, like Parkway Drive in, uh, make them suffer, playing in Australia. All right, let's go over there. Okay, who's pl okay? Uh, Crystal Lake's playing in Japan in an hour. Alrighty, after this one, I'm going over there. <laughs> Alrighty, there's some rand. All right, like there's some rand. Like Slaughter Prevails playing in like some small town in Russia, in the middle of Russia. But the show starts in 15 minutes. Alrighty, I'm there. I'm gonna go absolutely nuts and see what happens at you know full on, absolute craziness behind the show. That and that would be then you would realize, wait, this is heaven. <laughs> honestly, that that might be the case, but 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 then honestly, but then the one thing I'd probably miss is it, it would be heaven, but it might also be hell. It depend upon what would happen if I would jump into a mosh pit as a ghost, because if everyone just starts like flying right through me, I'm not gonna have any fun. I'm be like, oh. But if I can just place myself in there, be that like one random guy that no one knows at the show that just shows up. And then disappears without a trace for the, like the rest of time, yeah. but still goes absolutely crazy. Now that would be something I would do as a ghost. Yes, I think I think you can do that. Just just fully like reanimate, manifest myself, and all of a sudden, like I leave the venue, and all of a sudden I go down like some like weird like dark alley. And next thing you know, okay, now I'm turned back into a ghost, and I'm going to the next show. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, if um if that's the case, then I mean, if, but but when, when that time comes for me to face my ultimate doom, I hope I come back as a ghost that I can just you know plop myself at random shows all across the world and actually me? jump into a mosh pit and get f you know just have a blast. Either run into a bunch of people, maybe get fully annihilated myself. I don't know, but it's gonna be fun. And you know what you can do in the meantime, um, you can hang out at the rave with the. With the ghost of the rave base or basement, rave basement ghost, whatever his name is. No, oh, I can't remember his name. I know there's two of them though. Yeah, so you can out there and the, like when you need a break. Need a break? I'll send. Hey guys, I'm back. Just just for a quick pit stop. <laughs> it's like, but uh, but Kill Switch Engage is playing upstairs. 
Okay, this one's going to be tougher because I might actually know people up here. So it'll be very odd if they see me. <laughs> well, there you could kind of go in and out so you can really creep people out. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, why are the curtains randomly shuffling? There's me just having fun going, woo! <laughs> Heck, if I wanted to, when the when I get to go back to the my first uh, to the the rave for my first show, which I still believe is going to be Deftones and Gojira. Honestly, I, could, I, could, I might just have to sneak behind and like start ruffling all the curtains and be like, woo! But I don't know. If I might get kicked out though, and I don't want to get kicked out of the show. So. Wait till the end and then do it. But that actually might work. And then all of a sudden they're going to wonder what the hell is going on. But then I, I, I would I want to risk getting banned from the rave for a specific period of time? No, you do not want. You don't want to risk that. No, because then all my tickets from last year that are still holding over are going to be useless. And then tickets in the future. Ah! <laughs> it's so exciting they're opening back up, though. And if, and oddly enough, the show that they are absolutely opening up with, I thought at first it was going to be Deftones, but they started adding more and more on it. The first show they're show, starting with, we were kind of talking about them earlier. Ghost? No. Oh. Corey Taylor. Oh, is it? Is he the, <laughs> He's the opening one. I didn't realize that. Wow. That's yeah. going to be a great show. He's he's op- he's the re- he's reopening the rave. And with then the... the- what was that? You know if the cherry bombs are with them on that one? Uh, I don't think so because I think that run might have ended before. This is this I think this is just like a little extra one because <laughs> the day after he is headlining at Rockfest, so it's, uh, this might be like a hey, you want to reopen the rave because you're Corey Taylor and it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Either <laughs> way, the- are yeah, you going to? I'm I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to make the uh the rave show because it is I believe it's the first day of Rockfest and he's playing the oh. second day of Rockfest and okay. I'm going to be camping up there so I'm already going to be there the first day basically doing what I do best which is going to be jumping in mosh pits and out of like the seven or eight bands that are going to be there that I've already interviewed I've got to make sure I have enough beer in, in, in my car and in my tent and in the coolers because I got a lot of first rounds I owe and I plan on paying up on every single one of them. No. Well, so are you working it or and, and like interviewing people or is this just all you fun only? My, that- I'm trying to think. my <laughs> initial idea was I didn't know exactly how I was going to pull this off. Mm-hmm. But my initial idea for my idea was like I was going to get my by myself or rent a Winnebago. I was going to drive it out there. I was going to interview people in the Winnebago and have a good time with that and basically have like coolers full of like beer gatorade water everything so it's like people that come like hey you want to grab like a drink or something or you want like gator yeah just be kind of you know the kind of cool spot to hang out but with the pandemic everything um winnebago's got expensive to just rent yes even for that period of time and i had enough money to really just kind of blow on it but um then the bill for my appendix surgery came in. So that's not really happening. Oh, no. So I didn't realize you didn't have an appendix. I wouldn't have um, talked to you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know, Daisy. Now I know. But I, right. that, was my, I, I was say, that was my initial plan. But my idea now is I'm going to use Rockfest as a dry run through and kind mm-hmm. of get an idea for exactly because I've, n- I've never been to a festival since I've started this. So I don't necessarily know how I'd want to play this off, especially in a camp, like kind of camping setting. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to use Rockfest as kind of like my idea getter and kind of like my dry run through of ideas for when I go to Blue Ridge in September. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That that sold out already, isn't it? It I think did I sell out in like four days or four hours maybe it sold out really fast it really did but honestly i'm i'm more than happy that it sold out because it was a lot of tickets a lot of people but it just shows that when the fans I mean, it's like when they're doing this whole entire thing where they want let the fans pick who they wanted to see and they try to get all those bands and they got a whole bunch of them to the point where i'm at a i'm at a point where with that festival i'm happy with the problem that i have which is there's too many bands to see Yes. Yeah. When the, another thing that happened, at least on Twitter, when, when a lot of these festivals started getting posted, it's like, you know, the teensiest print (laughs) and people were joking, like, I'm so happy to be part of this bill because 
you could just claim that you're actually, maybe it's just the Eve six guy, but I feel like other people were making a similar joke where like, look at me on this festival and they're not on the festival, but it's so tiny that you really couldn't <laughs> tell either way. <laughs> oh, I know exactly that Eve six guy is freaking hilarious on, on Twitter. I think I saw you like, I saw you like retweet one of his things. I'm like, I just got to go check this guy out. I started running through his, like, I started running through his feed for like a minute. I'm like, I gotta follow this guy. This guy's, this guy's on top of everything funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. And yep. a joy, joy to follow on Twitter. Yeah, but I'm basically using Rock as like my dry run through of okay when it comes to interacting with bands because I think there's even more bands at uh, Blue Ridge than at Rockfest that I've interviewed that I still owe mm-hmm. first rounds for. Not only bands that are going to be performing there, but bands and members that are going to be just there in attendance. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I gotta play. I gotta figure out how to do a lot of this stuff, and I also gotta figure out how the heck I could potentially interview bands at the exact same time. Like if I get like a quick 10, 15 minute thing in there from my campsite. So I'm going to take that first round breakfast as my idea getter, figure out how like kind of like just like, OK, could I do this? Could I do this? Could I do this? Figure out how all the logistics would work. And then I got a month and a half to figure it all out. And it's really hard. And I was thinking about you in particular, if you were trying to do that. Um, and it sounds like you are but because you'll miss things like you'll so you'll have to schedule some of those things during other people's performances. So you're going to really have to make some tough decisions. Hey, it's, 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 it's us that have to make those tough decisions that, you know, so, you know, things are really working well when you have to make those tough decisions. Exactly. So uh, the, <laughs> as long, as long as I don't have to miss this, uh, the ghost inside set on Thursday and rise again set on Friday, I will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just from the other end, we, I guess the only similar thing we have is, is on those rock cruises that we've done. Um, because we, We'll do some interviews or, or you know other things um but it's like always trying to schedule like with the kiss cruise like i gotta see kiss on the kiss cruise so like we can't do it this night and then you know we need to see the darkness and so you're just trying to see all the bands um but then also do the other activities and um that makes it hard but but fun i mean not really complaining <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those good problems to have where it's like we want there's so much we want to do it's how do we fit this all in? Or unfortunately, what do we have to omit instead of, okay, there's not much here to do. How can we fill up our, our time here? I'd rather be, I'd rather have to cut things out than to f- struggle to add. Yes. Yes, exactly. So it's going to be awesome. And the thing you too is it, that. Yeah. I'll say if anything, if, if the other thing too is if the interviews don't work out for Blue Ridge, then I get to just like, I'll still invite people over to the camps. So like, Hey, you know, like, Oh, I interviewed you. I saw you a first round. Come back. I got beer. Elton, or I got this. I got this. Oh, hey, you guys are sticking around. You're going to go see this show. You guys want to jump in the mosh pit? I'm there with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah, Elton, I'm going to have stories about how how uh, Johnny Nobody from the band Killed the Imposter completely obliterated me in a mosh pit. Or I know they're playing as well. And I kind of gave him an idea on a podcast to create a deathcore song with the recorder. Uh-oh. So I might have to bring this thing and attempt to play it on stage horribly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it gets worse. (laughs) I think you're better. You you got more notes in than me. Well, I just just did this with my fingers, though. I have no idea what notes I even hit. You you can't do that on a flute. Like, it doesn't work. You You can go like... And it plays the same note over and over. Like you really have to know exactly what you're doing. You can't just randomly like on a recorder, like, yeah, that's as much about flute as I know so far, but. <laughs> well then $5 recorder, you are keeping me happy. <laughs> yes. That's a great way to start. <laughs> well, I, I do, I do want to jump back into murder ballad a little bit as well, because right. I talk about the instrumentals, <laughs> but of course with Meta and Corey Taylor doing the whole entire duet style on the vocal set, that was the biggest thing I had like curiosity behind after the instrumentals was how the heck are they going to do this duet style? What's going to be the best way to make this work? And the amount of layering that was done in this duet was something that really took me by surprise because of course, when it comes to chords, everyone knows his voice. If you're listening to dead deads, you know what Meta's voice sounds like. So it'd be, I was kind of interested to see what was the contrast going to be between, okay, if you're going to get core, then you get meta core and meta. But we really never got that because they were just always kind of layered together over each other. And 
I got to ask, was that, what was the decision behind layering it on, like layering them together in terms of the vocals? Was that a decision that Meta made? Was that a decision that Corey helped make when it came to writing this song? Or was it just something that came together naturally? Like, this is what we have to do because this just makes the most amount of sense. I don't, I don't know if it was a, we have to, um, I'm trying to think if there was an earlier version, I think it happened really organically early. I could be wrong though. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was like we were backed into a corner because of distance or anything like that. I think it just lent itself to that because it is two characters. Um, and so they were both kind of singing their own lines or whatever. And yeah. And not going to lie, it was one of the most interesting things I've probably heard in terms of like with a ballad style song, because of course you get to the verses, the layering is definitely done. And with them kind of doing a little bit more of softer voice than I would kind of expect normally. However, what I liked about it most was Meta's vocals tend to come out with a little bit more power mm. in comparison to Corey's, but the tone really works well because they somewhat dance with the style of the acoustic guitar in a way that really gave that Western rock ballad feel this incredible vibe that really matched up the instrumentation. I know a better way to describe it. Like the vocals really dance with the acoustic guitar at this point. That's probably the yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah. They, they dance with it. You're right. It's like, it's like a, like, like a good slow dance. Just like, oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. As I, as, as I mimic horribly slow dancing because, well, I look like I'm like drunkenly carrying a baby in one arm and holding a beer <laughs> what in another. What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see why I never go out dancing because exhibit that. <laughs> You're moshing only. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pretty much when every time I go out somewhere, it's like, oh, you want to go dance? Like, no, no, no. Why? My dancing involves me getting hurt. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I love the way that the song ends, the outro. I think it just sounds so great every time. Every time I've, I've listened to it a bunch of times, of course, too. And, and you know, you're listening for specific details or whatever. But by the time, by the end, every time it gets to that part, I'm just lost back in the vocals again, like in the climax of it. So, well, great. I'll jump right to that, because when you get to the outro, I mean, the clean, full four style of vocals from both Meta and Corey. It's the honestly the most prominent part of the song is this outro. But it works so well to close the song because it adds more to the full feeling that death, honestly, can be a beautiful thing. It depends upon kind of what your mindset is thinking about the song and what is dying. Could it be something where it could be like a trait or something of yourself or a habit that you have that is a negative thing that you're trying to fix that you're trying to get rid of. And the death of that can be a rather beautiful thing. So it can just add to this full on beauty of it depending upon how your thought process is. But if it's something where you're kind of concentrating on potentially you being kind of left down that desert and dying in a way, and now that you like death is here, you kind of see like, you know, it might end up being kind of a beautiful thing as well, because you know, what's coming and you have time to potentially reflect on your life and kind of go through in like your head, like, you know, like your life flashes before your eyes kind of get to run through a movie of your life before that ultimate time comes when, you know, if you're me, you become a ghost and you start going around the world to all exactly. these random concerts. <laughs> you're like, when's this going to be over? <laughs> I'm ready for my shows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got stuck out in the desert. That'd be me. It's just like, uh, wait, who's how much right longer? <laughs> I need my mosh pits. Come on. That was a ghost. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> then you're on to your heaven. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Pretty much, but uh, th this is the one thing I had to say about Murder Ballad, because I'll go through my little overall. I said, overall, this ballad with its Western rock feel was well done because the emotion of the instrumentals and the style really make death and murder seem like a beautiful thing, depending upon what is coming at the end. The building vocals and Corey and Meta throughout the song, with Meta being a little more full volume, was well done to connect it into the kind of the Dead Dead style a little bit more than, you know, potentially... If you know, of course, it would have had a little bit more of a prominence on there. Again, the only thing I changed second half the bridge, the current one still stands on its own, but potentially having the bass drum kind of or kind of pick it up uh, instead of the acoustic guitar to give a little more full sound to it. Potentially do that in the live setting as well. It gives yeah. the song and the and the bridge a little bit of a different feel, but it still perfectly goes into the outro as well because it just brings a lot more full force to it. Listen to this one when you realize something about yourself or something in your life has to go in order to make yourself happier, but not yourself from this earth because the world is a lot better with you in it, but with the, with the you that you want to be. It's much better I with the you that you want to be in it. Interpretation. Absolutely love that interpretation. Woo! 
I did it again. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, you can't beat it. That's that's the way I think about it now. kind <laughs> <laughs> of. I kind of was taking a look at it because there's a lot of things when you're when people are talking about death, but every time you think about death, like it's like death as life. But I'm thinking death as different traits, different aspects of those ending to potentially kind of have like the death of like maybe like a little bit of your inner self to bring forward the true inner self or like this like fake inner self that you've kind of personified because who knows, maybe you're trying to act a certain way so that you look cool in front of a couple of people so that you have this certain status in society that is kind of fake where it's like, oh, I'm trying to so hard so I can get like, you know, maybe a million followers on Instagram, but that that's not you. And then yeah. you realize that that's not you and you're not happy doing it. So this song kind of brings out that beauty of something has to go and here comes death for that trait so that you can become the happiest version of yourself that's possible. Yes. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> now, if we were to shoot this episode six months from now, I could probably pick up my camera, walk outside, literally make a snowman while you were singing that. And then honestly, that'd be kind of the funniest podcast I think I've ever done. Just all of a sudden, just have a little snowman. Or I should pull up, if I had a little snow globe that had snowman in Florida with it just being fully melted, just <laughs> let it go. Oh, I, it really let itself go. Well, maybe maybe we'll be back together in six months. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> Wait, we still have more songs overly. <laughs> we still have more songs. I'll say we still have more songs. We still have a brand new album to come out mm -hmm. again, August 20th, 2021 for everybody. But mm -hmm. the other thing we have still is live shows. I know you're yep. getting back on the road at some point. I don't know exactly when. I don't know if you can announce when or you can talk about when because I know there's always things in the works, but I, I know it's going to happen soon. I can't say that we will be and and it'll be some it'll be more than just Nashville. Um <laughs> and more than just we are we so we're we're playing Chattanooga um and Huntsville as well around the record release days. Um but we do have some other stuff brewing that I can't talk about quite yet. Now, would it, other stuff be brewing me be meaning like other stuff as in playing shows somewhere in the Midwestern part of the country, specifically like the Milwaukee or Chicago area? Mm hmm. Maybe I'll take the maybe I'll take the maybe <laughs> <laughs> because, well, I mean, after the first time we we I spoke on the podcast, I made the promise of first rounds on me. This is your second time on the podcast. So I think it's only fitting if the promise is made that the second round is also on me. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to it. <laughs> what it, again? When it, like with the great concert drop and tour drop of 2021, my bank account is saying, "Kevin, what the hell are you doing?" Now it's probably yeah. saying, "Kevin, please stop for the love of God." <laughs> and I keep telling myself in my bank account, no. "I am." As you know, how we all like it kind of overrun with our own the merch that we buy especially you know the black t-shirts that we all have those stacks of them but i'm ready for some fresh ones i'm ready for some new merch after this year without getting i ordered some online but not as much as normal so i'm, I'm ready for some new stuff myself yeah last year i kind of splurged a little bit this year i haven't i don't think i bought one piece of actual like t-shirt merch yet i bought in some like i bought some vinyls and stuff Mm -hmm. from bands that I've had in the podcast because well why not that's always fun yeah but but like t-shirt wise I don't think I really have gotten anything that could all change in the second half or easily with the second half of 2020 or all of a sudden it's like okay every single weekend live showtime here we go yep yeah I think it probably will change <laughs> it's gonna change for me anyway I was doing a little bit of like to support or or you know that looks cool or just a you know, sometimes I was ordering things, not just merch in particular. I was like, just to give myself a treat, <laughs> like, oh, I'll have something cool coming in the mail in a few days. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, wait, scratch it. I bought in two shirts this year it was from the re uh, the release of Rise Against the New Album because, well, I wasn't not I wasn't going to pass on buying a couple of shirts and some vinyls from that. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. impossible. Yeah. It was hard, but. Yeah, once I mean, like going like seeing all these different bands out on tour now, it's gonna be like, OK, I kind of want to buy a T-shirt because, well, I do need some new ones. So I'm not can stop recycling all of these like the same Rise Against ones and Ice Nine Kills ones and the couple Falling in Reverse ones, the one baby metal shirt. Uh -huh. I can I need like I need to kind of get a little bit more, but I kind of want to do that with bands that I get to see 
live and ones I've had in the podcast as well, because then, you know, they're at the merch table. I get to come up. I get to say hi. I get to buy a T-shirt. And then I get to say, hey, because I bought a T-shirt. Now I got to make good on my promise. So let's go to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ho- hopefully we will see you here before the end of the year. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hope so. But the actual hope is going to be whether it's before the end of 2021 or the beginning of 2022. I just hope to see you play live so I can make good on these two promises now of not only the first round, but second round on me. Yeah. And we'll have to talk clean about that part of the bridge. <laughs> just, if we're playing that song, if we're performing, I'm like, let's do that just for Kevin. <laughs> and, just, and the show I'm going to be like, oh my God, they're doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're probably not going to be able to actually tell the expression because these big giant X are going to be over my eyes and, you know, look like I might be, you know, really, really dead, dead. <laughs> Well, Daisy, as we close out this podcast, um, you know, I always like to give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug at the end of the episode. So as always, the floor is yours. All right. Well, we're on all the social medias, um, the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's just the dead deads, all one word. Um, we have a new record coming out August 20th. Uh, tell your girls it's all right. There is some limited edition color vinyl. And there's some, uh, it's also still relatively limited, um, just regular black vinyl. Um, And one of the benefits to getting the vinyl is there's four songs that aren't going to be released digitally um, because they just, it got too long. And so we needed to cut it, but we were able to slip it on side B of, of the record. So. Well, get me that colored vinyl. Okay, I know what I'm doing Go right after it. this podcast is done. I'm going to order that bad boy because that just seems like a smart idea on my end. And, yeah. of course, if you want to order it, if you want to make sure that you stream Tell Your Girls It's All Right and pre-order, pre-save it, anything, Follow the Dead Deads online so that you can stay up to uh, date with everything that they do when they go on tour, where to see them live, and just to enjoy the fact that they're on social media and they're freaking hilarious. You're going to want to be able to find them. And you know me, links are going to be in the description of the podcast. Everything will say, find the Dead Deads online. I'll have everything there for you. Spick and span, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, one click away for everything. And second thing, I've already alluded to it. I'm not even going to make a big grand thing about it. You know this. First two rounds are on me. First time I get to see you play live, which will hopefully be in 2021, maybe 2022. It's a maybe. We'll see what happens. And on that note, Daisy, I want to thank you once again for being on the podcast. Maybe next time, either again, when I get to see you live for the first time, or if it's on the podcast again, I uh, might have that song finished or maybe, maybe like half of the bridge finished. I'll listen to just hear half of the bridge. Yeah. (laughs) If, if not though, I'm just going to keep making the Kevin's crappy flute video series and hopefully you keep laughing at my absolute cringiness (laughs) of trying to play the recorder. I love it. Keep it up. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Daisy, you know how I end this. It ain't going to be goodbye because this ain't the last time. I'm going to end it with. See you later. Well, folks, that's was my interview with Daisy from the band The Dead Deads. Again, remember, Tell Your Girls It's All Right is coming out on August 20th, 2021. So be sure to pre-order, pre-save. Um, if it's out by the time, stream it, listen to it, download it, get yourself some merch, buy yourself a color splatter vinyl like Kevin's going to. And by Kevin, I mean myself. So make sure you go and do that because you're going to want to keep in touch with them. Again, if you want to keep in touch with the dead dads, make sure you know when live shows are coming out. Please take a look in the description of the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, Pop Out Podcast, iHeartRadio. You'll see Find the Dead Deads Online. Everything will be there. Along with Find Us, everything with MSOT Rocks and the Corporate Rush Podcast from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, because we put all the videos of the podcast on YouTube. Also, you can stream on Pop Out Podcast and iHeartRadio. So make sure you're liking all our stuff, share it, subscribe it, whatever it is. I want to also thank Phoenix Fitness for again for sponsoring this video. Again, use code MSOTD at checkout for. 15% off your entire order. I want to thank Daisy once again for being on the show. I always have an incredible time talking to her. Can't wait to see them perform live for the first time. And yes, I do owe Daisy the first two rounds. So on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOTD Rocks for Rock and Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of them with a big, healthy, and hearty. Should we do radio voice today? Yes, we will. See ya. Yeah.